Welcome, Black Equity family, to another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast. I know in our culture right now, we have heavy hearts. We've been paying attention to all the different things that are going on within our community, within our culture. But as we've been saying on Black Equity for the longest, it all starts with economics. It all starts with being able to own our own and launch our own. So this episode is dedicated towards Black ownership and Black creators. We're going to show you how to greenlight your own project, greenlight your own TV show. We're going to bring on two special guests who are releasing a new YouTube series called I'm Bay. We have Jessica Simone and PQ. So sit back and enjoy this episode as we dive into how to greenlight your own TV show. I'm DJ Motri of the Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. for another great episode of Black Equity. I'm excited about this conversation because we're going to get to dive into the entertainment space. Uh, We have an upcoming show uh, June 1st called Mm -hmm. I'm Bay. We have Mm -hmm. the star of the show. We have the producer of the show. We have PQ. We have Jessica Simone. Am I saying that correctly? Simone. Jessica Simone. Simone. Welcome both to Black Equity. just tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to this project. We can start with you, PQ. Okay. Here you go. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I am PQ. I'm Hakeetha, but I go by PQ. And I independently produce uh, several types of, you know, content out here in Los Angeles, California. But Jessica Simone and I, we came in contact when we worked on an independent film project called Chocolate City. I know many moons ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was it was serendipity. Um, I was working <laughs> as an executive assistant and uh, ended up doing second AD work, wrangling background, and she just so happened to be one of the bright background um, uh, that we use majority of the film. <laughs> so we ended up coming across each other and getting to know each other and getting friendly and started following each other on social media and kept in touch. Sorry about that. 
Um, I'm like, let me cut my hands. So, uh, we kept in touch, and, it, and eventually our paths came across uh, again when she was interested in learning a little bit more about the production side of things. She's, uh, she was out here as, you know, as a model and aspiring actress. So I was like, sure, I'm, I'm looking for an assistant because you know, I'm launching my production company, Rock Violet Motion. And so she jumped on board as my assistant, came in and was very motivated, but then got inspired because we worked on this film project, um, a short film called Jax, that's currently in festivals. It's award-winning now. Yay. And um, congratulations. Directed, yeah, thank you. Directed and written by a first time uh, writer director, my business partner, Chloe Mondezier. She's also a fellow veteran. Um, and uh, so when she got, she was involved with helping us produce that. And she realized she wanted to jump back in front of the camera. She was like, you know, I got to get back out there. So I blessed her to go back in front. And when she started mulling around with ideas of creating her own content, she, uh, she was, you know, kind of thinking about some stuff. And I reminded her about a video she did once on Instagram. She did a little, you know, Insta story where she was playing around with the idea, you know, of, you know, just playing like two characters. And I was like, oh man, you know, that was awesome. You know, that's, that's so cute. Like, it's great. I think she should flow with that. Like it, it just hit me. Like it was awesome. And uh, without going into much detail about that yet, I'll let Jessica do it. Um, I told her, Hey, this, this should be something that you should develop into a project. Cause I really think that people should see something like this. Cause it speaks on so many levels on self love and, you know, uh, seeking fame, you know, because she has a vlog on YouTube as well. And that's also one of the subject matters of it her character is a YouTube vlogger. So with that being said, she was like, you know, yeah, you're right. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. So without her having any experience with writing, directing, producing, none of that, she sat in the room and she started writing. And I just said, okay, well, I'll be here to help guide you and, you know, make this thing come to life. And, uh, you know, I got a day job too, but she did, she did the damn thing. She busted out some episodes, you know, wrote it kept coming back, getting advice, you know, revising things. And now we have hashtag I'm Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonderful But I'll let Jessica jump in and uh, fill in the gaps. Well, um, hi, I'm Jessica Simone. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Appreciate that but, drop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, well, um, I can't, like she said, we met on Chocolate City, kept in touch, started working for her, and then um, she told me to put it, she, I should do something with it. So I put it on paper, put it on the wall, and, um, met a friend who had extended his services a prior before, like, let's put out content. Well, I was like, well, can you film something for me or whatever? And um, and so um, he was like, yeah. So once we've seen the first episode, he's like, definitely. There needs to be more of this. We're going to write more of this. Um, I'm glad to have PQ on to the team. And I kind of came up with the ideas because um, I kind of recently just got out of a, a relationship. And, you know, relationships never just hardly end great. You know what I mean? So I, I that's where I came up mean. with the idea. Yeah, exactly. I'm hashtag I'm Bay. So basically, I've met, uh, I finally met Bay. Bay is the love of my life. Bay loves me unconditionally, treats me like the queen that I am. 
And you know how sometimes when you get out of an old relationship, you get into the new relationship. You want to keep it quiet. You don't want to tell too many people. So when I talk about Bay, Bay's never seen. Bay is never because you don't want you don't like want that. nobody to, you don't want nobody to mess that up. You want to make right. sure, especially when you're transitioning um, and you're getting into something new. Sometimes I want people to put their input or put their whatever they got to say into what you guys are building already. You want to make sure right. you build something strong. So um, and when she brought to the idea, and I'm like, okay, this is the perfect time for me and Bay to come out with our relationship. Why not make a show about it? You know, Bay shows me how to love myself, you know, every day. Just And on this journey, or this, this journey as this vlogger is searching fame, she has Bay to show. You'll see how the different ways Bay has her back. Bay shows her how to love herself. It's just you know, loyal to her, um, there for her, you know what I mean? Just that person that everyone needs. And if I can show another woman or, or individual, any, anybody, doesn't be a woman or a man, how to, um, how I got the blueprint to start loving myself and knowing myself worth so that they can love their self, you know, shit, I'm like, my job is done. You know what I mean? I want to share that love. Yeah. I want to be able to get everybody yeah. to be able to be like, oh, so you know what? That- that is right. Like setting blueprints. Ooh, the, br- the blueprint of self-love. So, and then now I'm ready to show everybody who Bay is. You know, this is what they do for me. This is what, you know, this is what, you know, you could be looking for type thing. Then you'll all understand once it comes out June 1st. June 1st. And <laughs> where is this show going to be located? Uh, Yes, this will be located on my YouTube channel, Jessica Simone, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-C-Y-M-O-N-E. We will premiere at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So everybody be ready. We're going to go, it's going to go live, share, like, tag, let me know what you think. Well, also, I also stream on an app called Live It, live streaming on an app called Live It. So we'll also have like an after talk about the show, what people think. Um, what do you think about Bay? What were you expecting? Um, how do you perceive it? What are your thoughts about it? You know what I mean? What do you think is going to happen on, you know, episode two? So um, we'll just kind of have like a little wind down. We'll talk about it on the Live it Stream app afterwards as well. I love it. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been on the Live it. Uh, it gets yes, real- yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it gets oh real serious on Yay! Me. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. I'm a streamer there. So everybody there to support, it kind of helps me even help uh, keep pushing this along. You know what I mean? It's a lot of great energy. It's a lot of great it's, energy. Oh, great positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would definitely encourage everybody to watch the show, be on the after show. But I'm hearing that this is a conversation or a, a, a look into self-love. Why did yes. you feel that self-love was an important topic uh, during these times? Oh, like PQ is saying, like, why not? You know, I mean, especially right now when nobody feels like they're not important because they don't, you know, we're in a pandemic where hardly anybody's working and people um, base themselves on their career. A lot of people base themselves on their career and their work. So now with you not having that career and their work, they don't know who they are sometimes. And this is the time to really reflect on who you are and love yourself wholeheartedly without the job defining what you do and who you are no just 
take a look in the mirror, be with yourself, be in tune, um, you know what I'm saying? Stop and smell the roses, take a walk by yourself, spend time with yourself. What does everybody do? You have to spend time with yourself. Why not love yourself in this moment? Because you're going to lose it if you don't. <laughs> and so if I can just kind of show you different ways that um, you really do love yourself and you do got to kind of like remember those moments that when you did have your back and stuff like that, like, oh, yeah, I did get myself through. You know, I, get my, I got myself through that. Like, I am stronger than I think. Just to kind of, even if I could spark memories in people's mind when they, they did get out of that rut. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, I am better than I think I am. If they and take I that know, away from I know I'm doing my job, you know? Right. And I Go find ahead, it important where self-love, like just going through life and dealing with people and even just, not even just romantically, but socially mm -hmm. and with family, I feel like it's important to know how to love yourself before you can love someone else and know how mm -hmm. you should be loved. You know, cause I've been mm -hmm. in a situation where I, I like, I, I don't, I didn't love myself. And when you don't love yourself, that shows, you know, it shows mm -hmm. in your, your demeanor, your behavior and how you allow other people to treat you. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and if you don't know how to love who you are, and everything about yourself wholeheartedly and, and unconditionally, then you won't be able to see that. You'll always be searching for something missing or searching for something what you think is love. You mm -hmm. know, all the wrong places. You know how like, you're looking for love. You're looking for love in all the wrong places. No, first, and then it'll come because you yeah. loving yourself is going to be contagious. It's going to show to everyone mm -hmm. else because you're loving yourself. You're treating yourself mm -hmm. like you know, you're, you're working out, you know, you're paying attention to your sleep schedule, you know, you're loving yourself, like you're, you're mm -hmm. curious. And it, once you, once you've accomplished that goal, then you can do that for others. You can allow mm -hmm. yourself to, you know, otherwise you're just draining and exhausting yourself and just yeah. dwindling, dying away. And, you know, and I feel like that's important. And that's what this show means mm -hmm. to me. You know, that's what it hit yeah. me with. It's like, yeah, hey, I need to learn how to love myself. I, you know, I, I, I need a bag. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> Put the focus on yourself and you allow yourself to focus on others properly and wholeheartedly because um i feel like they're always telling us you know you search for love here go to church go to this no the love is with you the whole time like we're looking 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 and really we just need to look back at ourselves like we have the control to love ourselves we have the control to treat ourselves a certain way we have the most control over ourselves Put that love into you and it'll oh, emit to everyone around you just like when i was at your house p money like Simone, you look so happy. She could feel it. You know what I mean. So like, you'll you'll just you'll be contagious, like you say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Jessica, when you have this idea come to you uh, about self love, the story uh, is in your brain. I want to look at the business side of this. How long until mm -hmm. you're able to take that idea, make it uh, concrete, and then reach out to someone like PQ? to bring on a project. How long does that process take for, for you? Yo, let me tell you, this process takes time, period. You think it's just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, but life always happens. Now, from the moment I even, let's just say the moment I even played with the idea on Instagram was last April. Yeah. Okay. She said I moved in with her in the end of April or whatever, and then like June-ish, I wrote it down and put it on the wall. The beginning of June-ish, I put it down and put it on the wall. And then I got tired of looking at it. I'm like, okay, that's done. Let's do something to it. Now I'm tired of looking at it. Do something. All right. July, I shot the first episode. 
um, August, September, August, September, I shot the second episode. October, I shot the third episode. I was going to shoot the episode, the fourth episode in November. Then I got a boot on my car and all those parking tickets. Welcome to Los Angeles. You know, <laughs> so that postponed everything. I postponed that episode. And then, of course, the pandemic started happening. And, you know, it just kind of set you back. And then, like, I'm just like, and then I reached out to Peach. I tried to shoot the last episode again in the middle of pandemic because everybody's quarantined, but I'm really trying to get it out. And it's just not happening. So I really had to be like, okay, I got to take a step back and listen to what the universe is telling me. Timing. I talked to PQ. She was like, you know what? <laughs> We're in the pandemic. I have time. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm like, yeah, yes, thank <laughs> God has heard my prayers. Because she was like, I mean, she's always so busy. So she was just story consulting at the time and just giving advice. I would come back to her and I'm like, what do you think about this? But now she's, um, I'm glad to be, I'm blessed to be able to have her hands on on now. So, you know, shout out to COVID. And then, Ah, don't say that. Don't like, say that. It was like a blessing in disguise. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I wasn't going to, because I was so busy trying to, you know, live in Los Angeles. You know, everything's um, super expensive. So you're working, working, working. I got a thousand hustles. Then I'm trying to shoot it as well. And then I was wearing a lot of hats, which I don't even recommend. I don't want to do. I'm blessed to have her. I've got a director. Thanks, shout out to Chloe Montezuma, a wonderful DP, Cordell Richardson. Um, I'm an amazing executive producer here at uh, PQ. So um, I'm blessed. So now I can just focus on really writing. Um, I'll finish producing this first one and then help producing this first one. And then just kind of um, working on my performance, in which I enjoy. In which I truly enjoy. <laughs> and so for you, PQ, when you get that call to come on to a project, what are the things that you're considering in your mind if you if it's something that you want to do or not? Okay. Well, yeah, definitely the content. In this case, well, I was invested from day one because I was a fan from just the instant post. Right. But another project, obviously, the, the, the content has to speak to me on a certain level for me, for my passion to like attack myself too, because once I'm passionate about it, it's on, you know what I mean? I go zero to 60. And um, so in, in on Bay's case, I was like, okay, where are you now with it? What's the status of it? She explained when she wanted to uh, premiere. So then on that point, immediately I'm thinking about, you know, promotions. She's right? on it. And then I'm like, I took the current status of what the projects were and it was, I took a look at it and was like, okay, this is how we need to clean this up. And since she has two more episodes to shoot, but the three are complete, we're just, I was like, the focus should be on post on these three so we can get them out in time. So then now I'm focusing on schedule. Um, she had a budget already and uh, for completing the first season. So we just went ahead and took a look at that, adjusted numbers, brought in more help. And then I jumped on as executive uh, producer to come and help with financing as well, um, because I'm huge at, we're underdogs, you know? Yeah. And I know how hard it is to break into this industry as an unknown or a first timer, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like credit. How do you become known if you're always unknown? Right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and, and so many people out here, like I've had content, I've been to three film schools, you know, I've done tons of projects. I have things in the mill where people want to take that content from you and give it to people who's been in the game for 20, 30 years. It's like, well, dude, when, do I, when am I going to get my break? 
when, when you know, I know you're, it's obviously good enough for you to want to take, but now you want to give it to some old crusty person, you know, who's, who's mm-hmm. already there. Like, what about my known, you know, credit? So it's so hard. And when anything I come across, I'm like, I'm looking for my Aladdins, you know, my diamonds in the rough. Like, so what is your first? But mm-hmm. it's got bone. It's got potential. Yeah. I have enough experience and knowledge to help you get it to the level to where it could be shown to the masses and well accepted. I did that with the short film Jax, and it was successful because I was working with a collaborator, a director who was open to the constructive criticism, open to the process because they had no idea because they're unknown, they're a first timer. But because they were so open to the collaboration process, it worked out. They allowed me to come in and take my expertise and my guidance, and they just was like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take your word for it." You know, like LeVar Burton. (laughs) But like, you know, so the project, she she had already witnessed, you know, what, you know, what the process is like and what I can do with it. So she allowed herself to say, okay, let's do this. And it's been great. So we brought on, you know, composers, industry composer, you know, industry sound designer, you know, color correction, you know, the things that most indie filmmakers won't have access to. You know, they might have a buddy or two that can say, I can do that for you, whatever, but it's not really quality. It's not what you, I'm, I'm taking what they've been able to complete on their own with minimal knowledge and then throwing that industry touch on it, you know, but allowing myself to take the L, you know what I mean? Because I know it's all about the money at the end of the day, but I'm more or less about the creative process, the collaboration and creating dope projects that eventually will garner us that attention or that credit that we would want. But for now, we got to become known, right? You know, and somebody's got to give us the opportunity. So why not build it together? And and we got dope stuff. It's a great idea, you know, but I know nobody else is going to hear out. Nobody else is going to. And I've seen projects, you know, that people do on their own and you can see where they miss the mark. It's like, I see what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. You kind of quite miss the mark on that, you know, so. I'm trying to hit the target. (laughs) That's kind of like how my mission is pretty much. You know, I I, I work with underdogs and, you know, the black sheep, like, because I know there's diamonds in the and since I'm not a huge network or studio or whatever conglomerate type, I'm willing to go in intimately with that person, that filmmaker or that collaborator and really teach them too along the way because they are they don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. I'm also doing that as well to make them stronger and stronger collaborators for me because I got projects and content too, you know, mm-hmm. building that strong network. So on the business side, it's more or less just having open collaborators that are willing to put the money where the quality is on these smaller projects and then also on the business side where i come in is creating those connections for the resources for distribution for you know taking it to the next level and you know we both have the same agent you know fortunately we um we're roster mates mm-hmm. so tiana our agent mm-hmm. represents both of us but in a case mm-hmm. if she wasn't represented guess what now they have that access to someone like me who has an agent that can push the project to the next level where they wouldn't have it before. They're just still out there fishing and looking. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to blaze trails and create paths for people who look like us. Amen. I love it. I love it. it. It sounds like a refined, you know, refinement process. Yeah. You know, if you have, if you have great content to have that other, you know, set of, set of eyes, set of hands, look over your project can really allow your project to go to another level with the refinement mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Uh, is that something that you sense, Jessica, when you, you know, you bring somebody on is this sense of my project can get, you know, 10 times better by having other uh, professionals on my side. 
My um, motto is teamwork makes the dream work. I love a good team. <laughs> I love a good team. I don't want to do it all by myself, first of all. But teamwork makes the dream work. Having those different perspectives, different mindsets, like I say, different eyes, um, different responsibilities. It's a lot that goes into filmmaking, period. Um, whether it's a TV show, a movie, a short, or whatever, you got a sketch, it's a lot that goes into it. And um, you don't want to do all of that by yourself. No, 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 no. So I, I, I'm deaf. She knew that this project was my baby. It's also like low key her baby too, because like she said, she's been invested since the very beginning. Um, so it, it is. It's the only the only nerve wracking. It is only way it's nerve wracking is if you want them to treat it the way you want it to treat it. Like I don't mind having a team. You just want them to treat your project the way you treat your project. Right. Is that hard to find in other situations? People who will actually care for your project the same way you will? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I found it difficult. And um, not only that, but being women filmmakers, you don't even want to know. Like, mm. the, the, like, my business partner is female as well. And, and right. I'm like, we're all easy on the eyes. You know what I mean? We, we, mm -hmm. we ain't no poke bears. So well, I wasn't going to say anything, but... Yeah. <laughs> very beautiful very beautiful women in front of me right and it, it, thank it's, you it's, thank it's, you you have to separate that line of your intentions and i'm telling yeah. you that's the hardest thing with finding true genuine collaborators and right now jessica what has it been mm -hmm. queens on deck. yeah like yeah. i'm not even looking and, and we don't want it that way like we're not trying mm -hmm. to create some sort of you know girl power women only it's just that's what is happening because these mm -hmm. men come in and I don't want to say it's all men because we do have some right. men that's helping us. Yeah, we, yeah, we very yes, we do. But it was very hard finding. They're very rare. Rare, you know, yeah. You know that they can get past. You know the woman and and the view and 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 just know that we're collaborating. We're creating dope, you know, content. But it's difficult right. because you get you get empty promises with financing. People like, oh, what do you need? I got you. Meet. Let's have mm -hmm. dinner. Let's have. Amen. Dinner. So then Amen. you go to dinner to talk about it. And then halfway through the dinner, you still, you trying to get to the business of, and they still talking about what they got, what they can do and where they can take you and all kinds of stuff, but the, <laughs> the business. Right. And then right. you know, like, minutes of your life, like, well, what is this? And then they, they assume that maybe you're not as, you know, uh, 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 that you can't, that you're not well-versed and that you, that maybe mm -hmm. they can pull the wool over your eyes. And then I show up with the pad out, like, nah, dog, like, here's, here's paperwork, here's this, here's that. And then when they see you're serious, then they want to, oh, oh, y'all serious. Yeah. So that's been the most difficult part about finding genuine collaborators that sees your project the way you do, because they're looking for ulterior motive. They're looking for an end for a day. They're looking for a baby mama. They're looking mm -hmm. for, you know, or some of them too, power hungry, narcissistic types that see what you have, see the potential in it, and they want to try to jump on it and like take over and try to shut you down and try to tell you how you know you might be doing things wrong or how this and that because they might be intimidated by your flow or by you know the potential mm -hmm. and i've seen that as well too unfortunately mm -hmm. you know that i'm gonna make an episode about that yeah it's wild and it, it, <laughs> it has more of the male side you know you know but you have women i've had i've dealt with other women filmmakers or women in the industry where you would want to collaborate with or see as a as a you know partner or you know someone who you could hey we can come up together 
nope, side eye, or they see you as competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we really can work together. Yeah. We can really work together on this instead of just trying to, you know, we can come together versus, and I hate to, I hate to throw out the crabs in the bucket analogy, but that happens, you know, yeah. culture where you might come across somebody else who looks like us and they see you on it or you on a path and they might want to try to, you know, sabotage. Mm -hmm. right. So when you find those genuine collaborators, you hold on and you start yeah. being drop because you, you know, and you're now I but the, the mud together you've been through it and you still come out on top and everybody's okay and fine so we got our team you know we're building our little tribe right you and know, I, I see why I they have like those I, circles I in the top of men. yeah i was i see more <laughs> tribe of men a lot more than women you know and you know a good flux it's like i don't know it maybe it's the bro code or something you know mm -hmm. that comes into effect but you know with women it was really tough for me and my business partner with Jackson. So it kind of, a, it kind of really put us, it hit us like, okay, this is how it's going to be. We're going to have to really hit like certain ways. We know how to go into the room. We know how to talk to people and set the tone right away as serious filmmakers, serious collaborators. And, um, and I'm Bay is going to come right in there, right in there with it, you know? So, but it is difficult. But we, we, we're doing it. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. Jessica, you wanted to add something? I, I forgot. It's okay. Okay. But all in all, it took um, a year, about a year to get this done. Five episodes, a little over a year. Five episodes, short web series, two to three minutes. Cute, fun. But it's deep. <laughs> yeah. And you don't really even know it. That's what I like. It's just like I'm giving it to you, a little message, but it's fun. You know what I mean? It ain't like I'm right. preaching. Right. Um, I think a lot of us, when we, when we chose our industries, you know, we saw a vision of where we would be, you know, success, whatever it may be. What was it, although there are some hurdles in the film industry, what was it about film that brought you to it? When, when did you first fall in love with film? Man, this is, this is going to sound crazy. But um, for me, it was Wizard of Oz. Okay. Growing up, I saw Wizard of Oz, and it was very fantastical. I'm sorry. It just, that munchkin land and the goat man, you know, all that. It was just so it's fantastical to me. And I was like, right? I was like, who did this? How did this come about? You know, and then after going to school and seeing how horrific that production was and how long it took and how people were abused, I was like, oh, God, it's not very, you know. But, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> it, 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 that's what it was like. Oh, I love this. But what really sent home was, you know, when the Star Wars franchise, I'm a Spielberg kid. So when the Star Wars franchise came out, that, that tore me up. I was like, you could see places and imagine things like, cause I was a reader. I was a reading rainbow kid. I was reading. So I would read and I knew my imagination would make up these things, but to be able to see it and be able to go to these worlds and create them, I was like, I gotta be a part of this, part of this world. But then when it became more like deep for me, like as far as like, you know, I can actually get messages out to the world. I can actually speak. Mm. Was like my mom got me on the Spike Lee tip, you know. So we was all Spike Lee fans growing up, you know. I, you know. <laughs> so once you get into the Spike Lee way of things, then you can see how you can get messages and words or your view or your um, perspective across. And then um, I saw a movie called White Man's Burden with John Travolta and Harry Belafonte. And it was incredible to me because it showed a world where they flip-flop society 
And that's when right. it really home. I was like, oh, wow, like that's powerful. And I'm like, I got to do this. I have to do this because I grew up in Mississippi um, in a small town, Columbus, Mississippi, where racism is still through and true. We still fly the Confederate flag as our state flag. So growing up, um, not only just being sheltered at home, you know, but just sheltered in that state because that state is always the last in everything, last in education, <laughs> last in all the, you know, the, you know, improvements and laws and things. So first in teen pregnancy, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so with that being said, I was like, this, there's got to be more than the world in this place. And I know there is because of film and television. And that's what got me out of that world was film and television. So it right. just, that was my escape. That was, you know, my only way of feeling like, you know, I wasn't in hell <laughs> and like, and this wasn't the end all. And, and, and I remember telling my grandfather when I was graduating from high school that I wanted to go to film school and he laughed at me and he was like, why would you do something stupid like that? You're too smart for that. I said, why would you say that? And he said, because you've already got two strikes against you. You're black and you're a female. Look how long it took Spike Lee to even, mm. you know, he said he still ain't on. And I was like, but he's old wow. school, right? Yeah. So that crushed me, you know what I mean? Because part of me, he was the only male figure I respected in my life. So I took it to heart, like, wow, like, like you, you don't think I can make it? And the moment I graduated from film school and started my internships and then I hit the industry and I became union, my brother literally called me and was like, don't you wish granddaddy was here today so he could see that you made it? Right. All those strikes against you. Like it was so right. possible. I mean, it was hard and it was long, you know, but it's, it's possible. You know, you just got to know where to move and shake and how to play the game so you can change the game, you know, but Ooh. my love for it started with that Wizard of Oz, just the fact that you can create these fantastical worlds, but it eventually evolved by the different content that I was being exposed to. Um, and then just living life in the place that I lived in. I'm working on a documentary now where I'm discussing how in high school I had to vote black and white. And I'm a millennial or why am I voting black and white in 2001? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so our world is still far behind in that place. And I know that film and, 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 and television can bring light to places like where I grew up. Like we're still doing this. We're not that far ahead. People think we so far ahead. Like, bruh, no, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. we're not I'm still doing things. People's grandparents were doing you know, yeah. during segregation or, you know, integration, all that. That's not cool. But film and television mm -hmm. brings that stuff to life, you know, through documentaries, stories and all this stuff. And that's why I feel like that's where I belong. You know, I belong in that world. What about you, Jessica? What was something in your life where you felt, um, you know, I need to go towards film. This is where I need to be. Even though I may have to go through X, Y, Z, while I'm in it, what was it about film that, that brought you there? Well, um, I've always, since I was a kid, wanted to be a model. I always loved entertainment. I love entertaining. Like if the family's around, I'm the one that's uh, telling jokes or something or just loud and like, oh, you're so funny. You know, I'm just, I like to just entertain people, see smiles on people's face or just model, like take pictures. So. You know, back then, um, modeling, not back then, I, like I'm old, um, back for, you know, back in, back in the day a little bit, though, modeling had an age cap on it. You know what I mean? You couldn't even get in top model. You had to be between a certain age um, to be in top model. So I was thinking ahead, like, okay, if, if I get into movies and acting, 
I low-key can like model forever. You know what I mean? There's always pictures. There's always press. There's always red carpets. And not only that, I'm very empathetic. Um, I'm always watching movies, watching how they shoot it, seeing what is evoking emotion. Because I'm always crying. And I'm like, ah. I'm, I'm able to feel what they feel you know what I mean I want to feel what they feel and then I want to tell other stories I talk to my friends all the time they tell me stories and I'm like I know there are other women out here that feel like this if I could just get it out they can be like oh okay okay you're not the only one we need to know sometimes that we're not the only one and I feel like that's what movies and acting does allows us to be able to see somebody else go through what we go through so that we don't feel alone because even with this whole process of um filming and shooting on Bay and with the pandemic and the boot on my car and not and being stuck dead dead smack in the middle of it too far to go back and just give up you know what I mean but still I still gotta go too far to just be like I gotta finish this you know what I mean so and then um it's crazy I watched Issa's raid why <laughs> am I about to cry see you know what I'm saying I'm all like emotional I watched <laughs> that's Issa's how we raid. do it on black Apple. right right <laughs> watch Issa Rae's um sorry sorry Issa Rae um Awkward Black Girl which started right. on YouTube as a short web series and it inspired me so much like okay you can do this this is like a two or three minute thing this is like the same thing you're doing you don't have to get stuck you know what I'm saying look where she is now so don't get caught up because you don't see the end just know that when the team, when you need the team, they will come. So I'm like, just keep working on it. Just stay on base, stay on base. So she kind of inspired me to stay on it. And then it's like, God just starts trickling all his little angels. Peaky was like, hi, I'm ready. I'm available. I was like, what? You are? Thank you so much. Rolling the camera. <laughs> yes, right. I'm going, I tried to shoot the last episode myself, y'all. It was trash. I had a friend of mine helping me. God bless her heart. She's a stylist, not a camera woman. Um, she's all in the back. You can see her through the mirror. Nobody's aware of the continuity. She's like on her phone after she pressed record, she walked off. I'm like, what the fuck? You can see my light in the painting. I'm like, please, somebody help me. And it was just like perfect timing. It was just like, the, God, I always say, when you, whatever you need, I will have whatever you need when you need it. So I'm not going to try to worry about what I don't have right now. Do what I can, what I got. And when I when I need something else, he will provide that, just like he provided her. <laughs> Rock violent motion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PQ, what do you for for someone who's looking to have their own uh, TV series? What are the one or two things that they should consider um, before they begin that venture of of launching their own TV series? I would say look at what you have, the content, and first of all, see if it's marketable. You know, like see if your if the content or the subject matter of whatever you know your project has is it like will it be able to hit a demographic? You know, you want to be able to hit a strong demographic, regardless. You know, I know there's people out there artists like, well, I just want to create and that's it. Well, if you want somebody to take a chance and produce it and put money into it, somebody's gonna look, be looking to get that money back somehow. And um, look for the demographic, see if it's marketable. You know, see where your content fits, what market it fits in. You know, and then once you realize that market setting, then you'll be able to kind of go hard however which way you need to to develop it, you know. But first find out if the content that you have, if it's strong enough to hit a certain market and hopefully a marketable market, demographic, you know. That'd be like the first thing. Um, if someone's not a writer, 
you know, they might have an idea. They're like, oh, I have great ideas, but I'm not really a writer. If they're not interested in writing, you know, then maybe they should find, link up with somebody who does write and start collaborating with them on that sense or take their idea and contents to like a producer, you know, someone like an indie producer, somebody who can develop it with them. But um, there's, you know, and then there's other people who want to just direct you know, certain projects, like I have an idea and I want to direct it, but I'm not trying to write it or put it together. You find a team, bring it to them. But like I said, make sure it's marketable, make sure it, it hits, you know, it can, it can resonate, you know, with the masses in some form or fashion. That's the first step period, you know. And Jessica, with uh, everything changing uh, with the pandemic and everything kind of shifting, what do you think the future of uh, film is going to look like over these next six months? You know what? Um, I I thought about that right when the pandemic happened. Like, okay, because like I said, people are faced to um, are faced to realize who they are during this time. Like, what are you if I'm not an actor? What if you're you're not this? You know, what if I'm not that? That's where it's self-love. Well, I got to love, just love myself, period. And then let me just live life. Um, and I was thinking about, oh, am I not going to have any more auditions? But thank God that I have, even last year, started creating my own. So at least if I'm not getting those big roles or getting all those auditions, I'm fulfilled because I'm creating my own ideas. I'm putting my own story out there. I'm creating my own reel. I'm creating my own TV show. I'm creating everything myself. So it's like, you don't get to stop me. You know what I mean? Like I get to keep going I, I, because I have the control because I created it myself. Like that's the beauty in making your own creations. I'm thankful to even put planted that seed last year to be here now because I, I don't know, I probably would be like, what am I going to do? Are they going to come back? Is there going to be room for me? No, I make room for myself. I'm green lighting myself. I'm creating my own lane and making myself, I'm turning myself up. <laughs> mm, I like that. So you, you greenlit your own TV series. It's premiering June 1st on yes. YouTube. Yes. Um, to me, this is, this is very exciting, uh, especially for independent filmmakers. Thank you. Um, for other, uh, you know, up and coming uh, independent filmmakers, um, what what should they be paying attention to uh, first? Should it be getting some type of education? Uh, is it mentoring? Where do you go first if you're an independent filmmaker and you're just starting out? You know what? Um, hey. <laughs> Film school and all that stuff is great because that what makes PQ great because she has all of the knowledge. Um, mentoring, yes, definitely. PQ has pretty much been my mentor throughout this uh, entire process for the most part. And um, she gave me a lot of good advice. Again, I, and I used to work under her too as an executive assistant. So I did pick up a lot of stuff there. So that was, that was key, just paying attention pretty much, especially to the people around you who are experienced, you know, listen, see what they got going on. Like when um, PQ and Chloe, they would have meetings 
about um, other projects that they have going on. I would just sometimes sit in and listen to just trying to get some of that knowledge because I don't have the schooling. You know, you have to understand when you, you don't have to have the schooling, but you do have to understand when you don't have the schooling, you need to get the knowledge. You need to get in the experience. You need to get your feet wet. You need to be up under somebody or at least try to put yourself in those positions. And, and while you're doing it, try doing it. You know, let me actively do it. That's the only way to do it. Because even when you go through school, they're like, well, you don't have experience. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself through my own, my own film school, basically. And then um, just really doing it, just going get the content, just writing, doing it, and having a mentor, doing it really doing it because like I said I put that paper on the wall and I'm like now I just left it there now now what are you going to do I have to do something I'm like okay I'm tired of looking at it oh you put it on the wall you wrote it down you made a step make the next step and then make the next step and then when you, you when you screw up ask somebody you know reach out to people see people that are doing what you do and they're doing it at a, a at a higher level reach out to them if you can't get them get somebody right up under them get to get the next thing up get some but just get somebody that's better than you ask yeah. around Make it a put um, trial and error. You have to do it. You have to do the experience. So I feel like I'm putting myself through this. And they can, you can put yourself, whoever, through their own film school by doing it. Because even when you do the class, you still have to do the experience. You do still have to do the thesis. They're still going to make you do it at the end of the day. And um, mentor is key because she's definitely helped me. I can literally be like, hey, I got this. She's just like, hey. This is not going to work. You see why this is, and she tells, lets me know, this is why it's not going to work. This is the best thing in my experience. She'll tell me in my experience, this is what has happened. And she allows you to be able to make your own choice at the end of the day. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? This is a good idea. This is a good idea. That may not work because of this. Because in my experience, this happened and it went completely to shit. Can we say shit? You can well, say whatever you want. Okay. It went, it went to shit. So I'm like, okay, I got it. So I'm, I'm definitely listening, learning. I'm open and doing the work, doing the work, do, 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 do the work. Cause you can ask our questions. You can ask your mentor questions all day. You can ask your teacher questions all day, but do you have the experience going through it? You got to go through those hiccups because you have to have those experiences, those hiccups on set. They, they, they really, really happen and just how to bounce back. And, and then she's like, oh yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Cause I could have told you, you know, do, do, do. so mentor and doing it doing it getting that experience to piggyback on her definitely you don't need film school if you, you know, yeah record it whatever um i just feel like you just need to align yourself with individuals who are you know experienced mentorship is key like mm -hmm. um you can go to school i went to three film schools got a degree all of that um but what got me in the industry and what got me my job is my networking the relationship mm -hmm. that i built with somebody um, and then the resume came into play after the networking. So networking is key and networking and mentorship. Everyone, I have mentors. I'm still looking for mm -hmm. mentors. I have mentors in different sure. capacities, you know, business side, film side, creative side, life side. I'm a mm -hmm. single mom, you know, so find mentors mm -hmm. in every capacity that you can. That's going to help elevate you. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You don't have to tell. Yeah, I don't want to be. <laughs> one and only it's just it's too much for that and then you want to have people in the room that's smarter than you you know so they can help pull and guide and fill in the gaps where you don't and that's ojt on the job training that's all you mm -hmm. need or directing I, everyone i'll get people ask me how do i become a director there's no path to directing you just do it there's no this this, this you do it and then you mm -hmm. figure out how you 
can communicate to your performance, to your team, to your crew, the vision. And then however that works, yeah, you have basic standard, you know, guidelines you have to follow if it's a SAG production. But if it's independent and it's non-union, it's the wild, wild west. You know, <laughs> between you and your crew, but the only way to do it is by doing it. to do it. <laughs> only way to do it is to do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. You but know, ain't but nothing, ain't nothing to it. With individuals who are experienced in the areas that you are not. And um, if there's a, a role or place that you want to go to, find someone in that field that would allow you to be, you know, a shoulder in the wall, you know, ask to be their mentee. Say, I want to be a protege. Like, I really want to get into this. The job that I have in the industry as a location scout and manager, that's all network and relationship type job. The only way to even get into that field is to know someone, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that job is all about relationships. So if you want to do that job, you don't have to go to school. You don't have to get a degree. You don't even have to have a high school diploma. You just have to know how to move in that world, mm -hmm. customer service, mm -hmm. negotiation, being aware of the filmmaking process, you know what I mean? Uh, knowing what the film production needs type of stuff. So learn, read books, go to workshops, you know, definitely um, go to film festivals where you can actually meet these filmmakers and these mm -hmm. talent and the, and the cast members. Film festivals, they do that. They put you right there with these up and coming filmmakers who become the Christopher Nolan. They become the Ava DuVernay's. You're, mm -hmm. you're right there. You can jump on their teams. Hey, I'm looking to do this. I, I loved your project that you had here. Your next production, I'll come in as a PA. I just want to learn. You know, now mm -hmm. you up under the new Ava DuVernay, you know, DuVernay. Yeah. You got to align yourself with like-minded individuals mm -hmm. and go from there. Great answer. Um, so we, we talked about networking. We talked about finding the right people. Uh, obviously, people are going to check out your project. They're going to want to work with you. So how does that happen? How can people work with you? What are the parameters? What are you looking for? What are you not looking for? Let's open it up for the Black Equity Network who may be interested in reaching out. All right, you guys. Rock Violet Motion, you can go to rockviolettphoto.com and that's our website where you can see previous work, current work, and um, also projects or any press that we have on the projects that we have going. But currently we are developing our portfolio, so we're looking for content at many levels. It doesn't matter what level the content, it could be a script, you can even have an idea. It could be something that you attempted, like Jess, like Simone did, Jessica Simone, like something that you're almost done with, whatever level, we'll be able to take it and have a consultation and find out what your goals are with that project and how we can support it. And um, so anybody with any type of content, we're looking for animation, you know, we, um, we're mm -hmm. looking for short films, feature film ideas, TV shows, even short form projects like web series. And, you know, if anybody's looking into doing any commercial stuff, because there's people who might just, I like have commercial ideas, you know, stuff like that. Um, we also provide production services for behind the scene productions. So let's say you have a production where, you know, you're doing a little small thing, a short film or web series, and you want to have behind the scenes photos or behind the scenes video footage. We provide that, you know, so we can do that. If you're in the LA area, <laughs> sorry for anybody else that <laughs> missed it, but in the LA area, we provide that and any type of uh, PSA commercial work. We do production services, interviews, all that stuff too, as well, besides just creating our own content. Yeah. So we do that. you can find all of that on our website, rockviolettphoto.com. I like that. And Jessica, what about you? 
Um, so well, uh, you can of course subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jessica Simone, Jessica um, J S S I C A C Y M O N E. Um, right now, um, I'm also always looking to work with uh, upcoming actors and stuff like that because I see I know how the struggle is. I know how it is always waiting on um, somebody to tell you yes. <laughs> you know, going to audition, 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 but like, you know, if it's just something small we can do, I always, now I see the power in being able to like, um, really write you a role if you want to, but you know, just kind of help each other out, um, work with other people. Of course, we're looking for somebody for, I think it's sound or something, not sound, um, I forgot, don't get me started. Uh, whatever, PQ, no, whatever, you know, you just go through PQ and she'll set that up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just uh, other actors always looking to uh, collaborate with other actors. Period, awesome. because they might also have content, and I'm willing to work with you guys as well. What I really like about this project um, is coming out digital, and so mm -hmm. I've been watching uh, just the industry altogether. I saw that Ice Cube is putting out a new movie, and because of the movie theater situation. I think it's coming out later this month or the first week of June. Uh, it's going to have to go on demand first um, through through digital. And then um, I guess they'll see if it's going to ever go out on theater. But mm -hmm. I think it's just going to go on demand and then, you know, go its normal route. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the fact that you're already in the digital space, you're, yeah. you know, you didn't have to worry about it being released somewhere else. You can just mm -hmm. have it go direct to, uh, you know, the end user. Uh, how valuable is that to be able to go directly to your audience? Oh, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. That's not the middleman. A lot of the, the you know, monotony in between, all the BS in between and stuff. Yes. And you to control your content. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because when you go to like networks and stuff where ads and, you know, the ad, the advertisement agencies and all that are in control of what, you know, you have to write and show, that limits you. But you have video on demand and you have that access to just put your content straight to the masses, you're in control. Mm -hmm. You're your only censorship. Mm -hmm. That's very beneficial. You know, yeah. nobody's there to censor your message, censor your whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very beneficial. And I think that's why I'm excited about the video on demand platform in the future. It allows you to be free. Yeah, and the quarantine, it's it's affecting production, but it's only affecting production the fact of how fast we can, you know get bigger projects made but mm -hmm. that digital space oh all these smaller productions that's been doing whatever they've been doing those are about to shine and like i know when you asked Je uh, jessica earlier like how has this pandemic you know affected you know the way you're going to move before and she was like well, mm -hmm. i'm happy i set myself up now i feel the same way yeah. Start a production company and then aligning myself with you know creating my own projects to where i know mm -hmm. i can have a digital space for it and i've already uh started building a small crew and a small team to get quality productions out there i don't need an 80 crew team i don't need yeah. a team like the networks do like where i work you mm -hmm. know i'm sitting at home on hold mm -hmm. because we have such a huge crew but i'm doing projects through rock violet that we're getting quality projects out there with minimal crew that's already under the radar so i can continue to work so yeah the fact that we've already initiated this and we can continue to grow they'll be looking for companies like mine to produce their content because now they're being held by covid and oh we can't have these big crews but right and they'll need new content quality content though right yeah because everybody's watching netflix already <laughs> they watched so, everything they gotta need something new <laughs> 
yeah. Like I'm, I'm I feel like we're gonna be all right. Keep doing what we're yeah. doing. It's the time it to feels shine. really good. It's the time it feels shine. really good. Yeah, you're on the right side of history. And yeah. um, even before all this was happening, uh, you're ahead of the curve. And yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm excited uh, for your project. I know you both uh, come from good stock. You come from a good family. Yeah. Um, it, I know that might sound weird to people listening. <laughs> who, who you're aligned with matters. Your tribe. And so yeah. uh, I love your tribe. Um, Thank you. You're probably the fifth person from your tribe that has had an opportunity to come on. And, Man, that's uh, how you know the tribe is moving. Well, that's right. The tribe that's right. is moving, you feel me? I love uh, it. It feels so good. But the doors are open for you to come back. So oh, uh, after I, I dive into the, the, the season and I look yes. at the different episodes, I, I want you guys to come back uh, to continue the conversation so we can go deeper into the content. Yes. And then maybe it pulls out you know, a bigger conversation uh, outside oh, of the will. show as well. It, it will. I can't wait. We'll definitely come back. I can't wait to come back and really be able to elaborate on Bay. Yeah. I look yeah. forward to it. Thank you both, PQ, Jessica. Thank Simone, you so much for coming on Black Equity, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank, Thank you, you for having us, Black Equity.